got the memo. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. As often happens with this show, today's guest was a recommendation, a referral from another wonderful guest that I've had on a few times, Dr. Lori Marvis. They're going to be making some amazing recipes, including a mushroom barley soup in the Instant Pot, and what I'm really excited about baked onion rings. So that means no oil. Please welcome from Tucson, Denise and Georgie. They are also known as the happy vegan couple. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Shay. Hey, everyone. Hey, Jay. Well, we're really happy to be here too. We thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. Well, we're all wearing blue. So that must mean something. We didn't talk about our outfit before. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of blue shirts. In fact, in the course I'm teaching right now, they have seen me in blue most of the weeks because that's what I own. Anyways, I just thought before we get started with Georgie cooking, I thought we could just tell everybody a little bit about the Happy Vegan Couple and what we do, if that's okay. All right, so uh, we live in Tucson and we are very enthusiastic people about sharing the whole food plant-based message for optimal health. Mm -hmm. And we do that in a couple of ways. So. We started out with a YouTube channel several years ago, and what we mostly have in our YouTube channel are cooking videos with Georgie doing the cooking and their whole food plant-based recipes, and he shows step-by-step -step instructions. So she even shows like how to cut all the vegetables. Now that may be redundant for some people, but we want to hit the people like who maybe don't really know how to cook right, who are like interested in going plant-based, but they, you know, aren't used to a lot of vegetables or they've never been the cook. And so that's why we take the time in our videos or longer videos. So Georgie could really show them step-by-step. Step. So we wanted to share that with everybody. And then I've been also recently, I started doing interviews with people who have transitioned to whole food plant-based eating. And I call these long form interviews because I actually love interviewing people. I've kind of done that throughout my life, always being a questioner. And so I take the time in these interviews they are typically an hour and a half, two hours. And we really talk about the changes people have made, you know, why they did it, the journey they took, challenges they might have had, and then of course, all the benefits they receive when they transition away from those animal-based and processed food diets to one of whole plant foods. So I've got some really inter interesting interviews on there right now. And I just wanna say, anybody listening, if you have a great story to share and you would want more people to know about it, contact us because I'm looking to do more transition story interviews. Uh, so that's what we have mostly on our YouTube channel. We also have a Facebook page where I post educational uh, content on whole food plant-based eating. I follow so many doctors and healthy uh, plant-based advocates and chefs like you, Chef AJ. And so when I know something's going on, I'll put it on our Facebook page, Happy Vegan Couple, like your gut summit was on there. And, you know, we'll have things from uh, Dr. Marvis actually just mentioned everybody should know she's part of the plant-based telehealth group. And that's where you can get a plant-based doctor by telephone. So it's a great service. And then she also has this great podcast called Healthy Human Revolution. So that's just a little plug because I've learned so much from her. Uh, and I just wanted to share that. So we put that kind of stuff on Facebook. And then Georgie and I also teach. And that is probably what I love to do the most. I love to teach. And I've actually created a 12 week course, two hours at a time, 24 hours of teaching on the whole food plant-based you know, way of eating. I teach the science, I teach all the practical tips so that you're a healthy whole food plant-based eater and not a junk food vegan eater. I show all these clips of doctors and chefs and all of that within my class. So I love to teach. And if anybody is looking for classes, you know, keep us in mind. I've been doing them on Zoom. Uh, we also, you know, teach, uh, we do shorter classes. Of course, not everybody can do a three-month class, you know, uh, which I love to do, but we can do shorter things too. And, uh, and we've also spoken at a couple of festivals here in, in Tucson, in Scottsdale, Arizona. We last year, we went to Durango, Colorado and spoke at a health festival. So mainly the thing is, wherever we can go and spread this whole food plant-based message, that's where we are. So we want to help anybody, you know, who's interested and needs some help. 
So that's a little bit about us. And, uh, you know, I hope once after Georgie starts cooking, when there's some downtime, I'd like to share our personal stories because isn't it always interesting to learn why people ended up whole food plant-based? Because most of us, you know, don't grow up with parents right now who feed us that way. We hope that's going to change. So we'll get a lot more healthy children growing up to be healthy adults. Yep. Okay. Well, you got you got somebody watching from Tucson, Diane. So, hey, Diane, that's oh, so cool. Oh, okay, great, great. Hopefully, maybe some other people will be right. And Sid, stuff. who's a chef and cookbook author, says, "Can't wait to see your trick for coating the onion rings. Hers always turn into a big gooey mess after the second or third batter, so she can't wait." Ah, okay. Well, that won't happen. So, like you said, Georgie's going to do two recipes today, and he's going to start with his baked onion rings. Yeah. So, I'm going to let him get started because we have to put those in the oven for 35 minutes. So, we want to make sure we can get everything done, and then after he gets them in the oven, he'll start on the second recipe, which is this mushroom barley soup. And uh, actually it's from Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. We adapted it a little bit, but we thank him for all his great recipes. So I'm gonna turn it over okay. to Georgie and he's gonna start with showing you, you know, how he's gonna make his uh, breadcrumbs. All right? Okay. I Today what I used was Dave's killer bread and I took and I shaved off the crust because I don't like the darker part when I make my enterings, I like it to be a little lighter. And this is oil-free bread. And what I did is I baked it in the oven for two hours at, no, an hour for at 200 degrees. And I flipped it about every 15 minutes or so. And it, you want to make sure that all of the moisture is out of it. You can see the way I shaped it. And I want to let you hear this. If it, if it, if you pull it and it is mushy, it's not ready. So if it goes like that, it's ready. So what I've done is I'm breaking this into one inch by one inch pieces. Now you can take this and do it inside your Vitamix or a food processor to crunch it up. And when you use your Vitamix, I would suggest only putting half at a time because if you put too much, you're gonna turn it into flour and you don't wanna redo that. So what we're gonna do is make sure, um, just gonna pulse it a couple times. more times. Like I said, I only do half of them. Okay, what you want is a real coarse cornmeal shape. Might have to do that one again. Now, if we were doing our own cooking videos and I was behind the camera, right? No refined grains here in the Happy Vegan House, couple house, all whole grains. We want the fiber, we want all the nutrients, we want nothing lost in nutrition from the food we eat. At least as much as we can help it. Getting now, closer. If you if you have chunks that are a little bit big, you can use your fingers to crunch it up. You don't want big old pieces. Yeah, there are some big pieces in here. <laughs> but just crunch it up. All you what you want is a coarse cornmeal texture. Okay, I think that's going to be good. I don't know if you can see that, but if you can see there are some chunks in there, but that's going to be fine. Okay. Crunch it up a little I'll bit more. Move the, this out of the way if you're done. Yeah. Okay. okay. My dry mix, that is the breadcrumbs and the turmeric, paprika, and a little bit of pepper. That's going to be my dry mix. And then shake it up with a whisk, mix it up really well. And you know, we're always going to use black pepper when we use turmeric. Why? Because when you put the black pepper in, it actually boosts that bioavailability of the turmeric. And 
Why are a lot of times we eating turmeric? Because it's anti-inflammatory. So if you want to tamp down inflammation in your body, don't you want to get the biggest bang? So whenever you use turmeric, throw in a little black pepper. That's what science has taught us. Okay, with my, I want to show you real quick. With my onion rings, I took the onions and I cut the ends off of both sides. Then I cut it in half. And then you end up with a little ring like this. And then what I do is I push out ring after ring. Uh, Georgie, there's a question yeah. from Sharon. Could uh -huh. you use cornmeal or polenta as breading instead of wheat bread? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. What you want, even with the corn cornmeal, you can just the same texture as what I tried to get here. It's a little crunchier, but yeah, the cornmeal texture, that'll work too with the, these seasonings and the way we're going to put it with a melt, uh, nut-based milk and everything, it's going to be great. Not plant-based meat. Great. And, and then there's another question from Mary. Would Ezekiel bread work as well? Yes, it, yes, it will. It'll work the same way. You're just going to dry it out in that oven or, you know, even overnight, you know, with a paper towel over the top, you just want to dry it out. Like I said, if, if it's not dry and, and crunchy, you're not going to get the same thing as, you know, like a cornmeal. And you know, Chef AJ, for somebody who might want gluten-free, I was watching your uh, program with the uh, one of the cooks from Mama Says, and she was talking about using garbanzo flour as a breading. And so I actually said that to Georgia. I wonder how that would work. We'll have to try that someday. You know, we're, we're not, we don't have any problems for ourselves with gluten. So we're happy to use, you know, a good organic whole wheat uh, bread for us, but for some other people, you know, that might, the garbanzo flour might be another a possibility as well. Okay, as, as far as the wet mix, I'm gonna put in my flour. We're using whole wheat flour. You can use other flours too. My seasonings, which is paprika, turmeric, the chili powder, and the pepper in this one. Mix that all together. Then I've got a little, oh, I've got a cup of uh, plant-based milk here. This is soy milk, and I'm only going to use about two-thirds of it. And the rest I'm going to keep aside because it does thicken up as the, the uh, flour absorbs the water. Now, well, we so, use unsweetened, I mean, <laughs> unsweetened organic soy milk. Uh, somebody else could use a different non-dairy milk if they like. And But I'll tell you why I use soy milk. I mean, we really don't buy other milks because uh, for us, the reason we've decided is the soy gives us a nice dose of protein. And also we know that soy is protective against certain hormonal cancers. There's a lot of research out now and many doctors are starting to talk about that. Dr. Christy Funk's a great one who will teach you about why soy is protective against cancer. One with it. And I saw a study mm -hmm. a moment recently about soy protecting against dementia. So I am not afraid of soy. If you have a soy allergy, of course, you're not going to want to eat soy. But, you know, otherwise, it's a good a plant based. And now there's a lot of calcium that they throw in the plant milk. Now, maybe they do that in the other ones, too. But I also give my calcium. Okay, for my soy I milk. have to add the rest of this because now it's not thick because it, it does get thick really fast. <laughs> and you don't, you, we just want a liquidy pancake mixture, not too thick. You're gonna take an onion ring. And what I try to do is do one hand in the liquid, one in the dry, sometimes I forget. So we'll just take the onion ring, tap it off, stick it in there. Oops, see, I did it already. And I always, usually always stick the, the smaller part of the ring on the, on the silicone pad or uh, parchment paper, you can use either one. That way the top part gets a little bit crispier than the bottom. If you turn it like that, you're kind of like cooking on a cone inside. Now, one of the reasons we like to eat onion is because they're so healthy. You know, a lot of people just think of onions as a flavor, but the plant compounds in onions are wonderful. Again, it helps you reduce inflammation, it reduces oxidative stress, helps get those free radicals out of your system that can turn into cancer cells. 
People might know the acronym that Dr. Joel Furman has created called G-Bombs, with foods he says we should all eat every day, and onions is part of the O in G-Bombs. The other recipe we're going to do today, M for mushrooms, is in G-Bombs. So, you know, that's the thing. We like to eat the healthiest food there is. You know, and I also like that little adage, maybe some of you have heard Dr. Michael Greger say this. It's like, when you're trying to think about what you're going to eat, every bite, Think about this. Every bite is going to either, you know, feed disease or reduce your risk for disease. So why not promote the best nutrition you can in every bite, right? That's kind of how we're doing it, you know? And, you know, I'm right now 68 and a half years old. He's 65. Neither of us are on any medicine. We don't have uh, any uh, chronic disease diagnosis. We're still vital. Georgie's been riding his bicycle 25 miles at 25 a time. And a half miles the other All day. right. So we know we're doing something right at our age because when I read the statistics about people our age, most of them are on medication and drugs and they have health diagnoses already, you know, that are concerning. So I'm all for this whole food plant-based lifestyle. Now you can see all I'm doing <laughs> is taking this and I'm dipping it in the liquid, taking out the extra. Taking it and put it in, in the flour mix or the mix that I made to get it all coated. So maybe I can share a little. You can see, maybe you can see the chunks on it. So, Georgie, while you do the rest, my, can I go ahead and tell yes, a little bit ahead. about our own little stories or yes, start that? Because I always like to know how people got to whole food plant based eating. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I'll tell you my story. I actually had a little jump ahead. So when I was about 21 years old, I actually became a vegetarian. I met a woman, I was working at a restaurant and she told me she was a vegetarian. And I was like, really, you can eat, you can live without eating animals? I didn't really know that. You know, that was back in the 70s, 1970s, okay? There wasn't this much information out about it. And so I actually never wanted to eat animals when I was a child. It, I did have this sensitivity and, and, and I just didn't want to do it, but I didn't know any better. So when I learned that she did it, I went vegetarian at about that age 21. And then I kept that up really all my adult life until age 60. I think that's what you are now, AJ, right? I, I just turned 60, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I saw, a beautiful little 60 year old woman. But when I was uh, 60, I saw that great documentary called Forks Over Knives. And oh my gosh, did that have an impact on Just my real life? real quick, I have little pieces of my onions, that, like the center part, that you know you can't make a ring out of. I just take those and I dip them in the, in the mix and I'll batter them and then put them in, in the mixture too. And I just call them an onion bite. And they're pretty good, you know, they, they come out the same taste. Right, doesn't matter so, how big it is. I don't waste any part of the onion. So, okay. I'm okay, good. okay. <laughs> Little tip from Georgie. And then I'll turn that uh, round in a minute and I'll put this in the oven and I'll set everything else up. So I saw forks over knives and this is why it had such an impact on me. Okay, so I was a vegetarian, meaning I was still eating dairy and eggs. And I learned in that movie about the research of Dr. T. Colin Campbell. PhD scientist who has done such important work throughout his life. And what I learned from Dr. Campbell, who also did this research in the lab and then wrote the China study, the seminal work on uh, nutrition, where they went to China and they looked at all these different diets of people in very rural China and not so rural, and then looked at the disease rates. And basically what they found is that the people eating mostly plant-based were the healthiest people and didn't have disease. And what he decided from all his research that it's probably animal protein that's really the cause of this disease process. And then one reason is it helps to raise a hormone in our body called IGF-1. And when you raise that, you can promote cancer. So when- Great, this is the onion rings. They're all breaded and ready to go in the oven. I'm gonna set them in the oven at 450. I've already got it up to there for 35 minutes and they should be ready. My God, those look incredible. All right, so look how easy that was, right? To make those onion rings. And then when they come out, they'll be yummy. So while she's doing a little talking, I'm gonna set up for our, our next little dish. Maybe you wanna wipe the, uh, yeah, the red crumbs here. So I'll just kind of finish that, that story. 
So I heard about Dr. Campbell's research about animal protein possibly promoting cancer. And I said, well, I'm still eating some animal protein and dairy. I'm not eating the bodies of animals anymore, but what about that dairy? Would well, you know the very next day I gave it all up? I became a 100% plant-based eater the very next day after I watched Forks Overnight. Now, the other thing that really got me watching that movie, Chef AJ, is also learning all the knowledge that they shared about heart disease from Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. And maybe they talked about Dr. Dean Ornish too. I don't remember if his studies were in that movie. And Dr. Esselstyn's work was talked about how he took people who were sent home to die from their cardiologist because their heart disease was so advanced and they couldn't do anything more about it. And he kept them alive for so many years by helping them change their diet. And why did that impress me? Because my father had heart disease. My dad had about his first heart attack, I don't know, somewhere maybe in his 40s, and he died in his early 80s. And for those four decades, he has heart disease, kept getting worse and worse. He had to have several operations. There was so much anxiety and emotion in my family because of the scare of this heart disease. And no doctor, I get emotional when I say this, you know, because it's upsetting. No doctor ever told my parents, Mr. Rose, if you would change your diet, you wouldn't have this heart disease most likely. Because we know now that most of these diseases, like the scientists say 80% of these chronic diseases could be eliminated if people would just do healthy lifestyle practices, which of course, nutrition is key to that, right? There are others, but this is nutrition. And so that upset me so much that none of my parents' doctors ever said a word about this to my father. And so I just said to myself, you know what? This is wrong. We need to share this information. We need to help other people's families be kept alive and not to go through all this suffering and emotion and turmoil because of chronic disease. And so I've always loved to teach. That's just something that, you know, deep inside me. So I said to myself, I'm going to learn this knowledge. I'm going to research it. And I, I, you know, I know how to do that. I got a PhD in sociology. I spent many years in school, you know, doing all that research, you know, so I, I'm kind of, you know, into that thing. And I said, I'm going to get this knowledge. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to teach it. I didn't know at the moment that I was going to become the happy vegan couple with Georgie because I didn't even know Georgie then when I made that decision. But, you know, serendipity, it kind of all happened. So that was the great thing. So did you turn the saute button now, yes, honey? I did. Okay, so I'll, I'll stop my little story for a moment, maybe continue it uh, when he has a break, but I know he wants to start now um, the, the soup. And I just want to show you um, for anybody, this is the book actually, if you can see it, uh, of Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. And, and the recipe is in this book. Now we changed it just a tiny bit. His recipe was three mushrooms and we added a fourth mushroom. And then he had a lot more liquid in the soup and we decided to reduce the liquid to keep all the vegetables. So those are the, really the only things that we changed, you know, for us. So, you know, everybody kind of likes to do things maybe a little different, but we thank him, you know, for making heart healthy recipes for all of us. Well, as, as we wait for the Instapot to get hot, I push the saute button. I've got the lid up here. A lot of people don't know that there's a little Lot that you can put the lid on and not have to worry about setting it on the counter or nothing. But what we're going to make is four different mushroom mushroom soup with the veggies that he said and everything. I've got a little bit extra of those, but that doesn't matter. We're going to go with, I'll show you what my ingredients are first. It's going to be crimini, 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 mushroom. crimini mushrooms or baby bellas, same difference. Uh, you have shiitake mushrooms, fresh shiitake mushrooms. We have porcini mushrooms and these come dried. And I, I take, what I do is I take half of a bag, which is half an ounce and I soak it in hot water for half an hour or so and it softens them up quite a bit. And I, I chop them up in smaller pieces because they're, they're pretty strong. Then I have a new mushroom that we're adding to this and it's uh, a king oyster mushroom. And this is what it looks like. We really like these king oyster mushrooms. I, I chop them up into pieces of quarter inch by quarter inch, say. You can slice it this way or you can slice it down and then cut them in the quarter inch slices. 
it's really good. I mean, there's so many different uses that you can use it for. Uh, we're gonna, and it's gonna be onions, or just a yellow onion, carrots, celery, bay leaves. To top it off, we're gonna put barley and spinach in it. And we're using Engine 2's vegetable broth, which is a very low sodium uh, vegetable broth. I think you were saying that it maybe just come from some vegetables. Yeah, salt. it doesn't look like they add any salt to it, even though it says a tiny bit. I think it's just the natural salt in some of the vegetables. And I just want to mention, so the barley we're using, like many people may know of pearl barley, but we're actually using the whole grain barley, which is often either called hulled or hullless. Because again, if you get to the top of the chart, Brenda Davis has this great chart of hierarchy of grains. And she explains how if you step, you know, go to the top where it's all whole grains, then you're getting the most fiber, the most nutrients. So that's why we use that. Okay, and then I- For, Can I just ask a question? Somebody here has celiacs, so they have to be gluten-free. Could they use another grain? Yes, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we haven't tried it like that, but I don't think, you know, why it wouldn't work. I, you know, hopefully it would, like, maybe you could use uh, quinoa, though it's a right. lot littler, won't be as... Right, as, it's just all about texture. Or millet, I'm not no, sure. Any of those. I just or or make, maybe oat groat. Oat groats, yes. Yeah, yes. we could get the gluten-free oat groats. That would be a good one, right. Because that's what we eat for breakfast, our oat groats. Yeah, because oat groats sort of have a similar texture to barley once it's yes, cooked. Yes, exactly. A real, a little chewy, like wheat berries. To me, the, they all have the wheat berries, of course, as gluten. So celiac couldn't we do that. We eat oat groats every morning. Yeah. Uh, the, like I said, the barley I cooked ahead of time. It takes about 30 minutes in the Instapot finish, the start to finish. So I go, went ahead and cooked them ahead so that we can do this. Dish. All right, your instant pot says so, hot. We're oh. hot. I'm going to throw in my onions. So I'm going to dry saute them. No oil, no water, no um, vegetable broth. Just, uh, yes, JL people with celiacs can eat rice. There was a great interview on the GI Health Summit about that. Jill says, can the onion rings be air fried? Would it take less time? And Mark says, Georgie, where are you getting your engine two broth in Tucson? Whole Foods for the Whole broth. Foods. Yes. And JL, we don't have an air fryer, so we actually can't speak to that. Yeah, I, I, know I know you could. <laughs> So maybe you'll I think it's certain. I, I don't see why it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, we just don't have one. So we haven't experienced, experimented with, I don't want to speak about something we haven't done. I, I, I think from what I've understood about the air fryer, I think it would work perfectly fine. You know, I got, to me, that would be a plus, you know, I mean, that's, you don't have to turn on the oven and get your hot, your house hot, especially in the summer here in Tucson. <laughs> So I just want to mention something about one of the great uh, ingredients in uh, some of the foods we have here. So mushrooms actually have some wonderful compounds that are so great for our health. And one of them is the kind of fiber it has called beta-glucan. And we also have that fiber. So we have that. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I've learned that both shiitake and oyster mushrooms have very good amounts of beta-glucan. And so does barley. And why do we care about that? Because Fiber is just so important for us. And if anybody's been listening to Dr. Uh, uh, Will Bolshevitz, I know he's been on your program, the gut doctor, we know that the best way to keep healthy is to eat a diversity of plant foods. There are all different kinds of fibers. One isn't exactly like the other. And so they all do different things for our gut uh, uh, microbiome and help us grow the healthy bacteria. And then when we eat our fiber, our healthy bacteria eat our fiber, and then produces the short chain uh, fatty acids and they create so many great compounds uh, for our body that protect us, our immunity, okay. tissue repair, just so many things. I just wanna show you, all I've done is taken the mushrooms and softened them a little. You can see they've softened, well, I'm not sure if you can, but that's all I've done in my Instapot so far. Now what I'm gonna do is add my carrots My celery, the four mushrooms, which is criminis, shiitakes, the oysters, king oysters, and the porcini. The reason I made the little the porcini small because they're very pungent and they give they they give you a 
uh, smoky flavor. So I don't, in my palate, I just like a little piece. So now what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna stir this up and let it cook down these mushrooms for a couple minutes. What I've got is about halfway full and you'll see it, it, it'll go down to about a quarter. So we can go on from here. Huh? Okay, okay, I can talk a little mm -hmm. more? Yes. While you're waiting for that? Um, yes. I just wanted to mention a couple other great things about mushrooms <laughs> that why we want to eat them as much as we can. So two other things it does, it's actually, they're called uh, angiogenesis inhibitors. So what's angiogenesis and why do we care? So let's say you had a couple of cells in your body that maybe were possibly going to go cancerous, right? Because we all have these unstable cells in our body. We get free radicals just by breathing, right? So that's one reason we want to eat so many antioxidants in our plant foods to take out those free radicals. But let's say you had a couple of cells there, you know, they were starting to grow. But for cancer to grow, it needs a blood supply, blood vessels. And that's what angiogenesis is, growing a blood supply. So when you eat mushrooms, it inhibits that. So if you had a little cell, some cells are gonna to go to cancer, it will stop that process of making the blood supply so the cancer can't grow. Isn't that fantastic that mushrooms can do that? And the other thing it is, it's also called an aromatase inhibitor. And that's something so that uh, women who are concerned about breast cancer, you people probably know that you don't wanna have excess estrogen in your body too much because that can stimulate cancer. And mushrooms also will inhibit that extra estrogen being stimulated. So I just love this. I love hearing the science about plant foods and how it keeps us healthy. So you've got the great beta glucan fiber, you know, that's doing so much for you. And then you've got these compounds. There, there's just no end. I'm sure there's even more, you know, that, that hasn't even been discovered yet, right, about plant foods. As you can see, I didn't add any liquid to this or anything yet. I'm just letting the liquid from the mushrooms and the onions come in there and, and cook it down a little bit before I add the other things. So my last step on it will be it, uh, adding the spinach. Well, maybe what, Georgie, you could tell your story now, because I pretty oh. much told my story, right? I mean, 21 vegetarian, 60 whole food plant-based eater, got, you know, so um, motivated by forks over knives that I cut out everything that, you know, was from the animal world. And, uh, and then I understood the whole thing about processed foods, why you don't want to be eating all this, you know, sugar and salt and oil. And, uh, and then I wanted to teach it. Okay, but his story is different. So let's hear about your story. My story's real short. Not enough, it's that short. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little shorter than what yours is. Uh, I ate the standard American diet all my life uh, up until I was age 58. Uh, my wife, passed away when she was aged 58. She had a muscular dystrophy disease called Charcot's Marie tooth disease. And she passed away and I met Denise at work and we used to talk about the way she ate and everything. And this was probably, you know, a month or two later that I'm thinking, or actually a little bit longer than that. I'm thinking it's like, what she talked about made sense. I think it was actually when you made the switches about nine months later, something like that. Right. Well, no, no. I'm after your, about, after okay. your former wife died. Right. After my former wife died, we, she used to talk to me about after <clears throat> the way she talked at work. She's the way she ate and everything. And I made, it said it made, I think it made sense to me that diet was the thing, was the milk, the beef, the chicken, because that's what I ate all of my life. So we were just sitting around one day and I just kind of like said to myself, it's like, she made sense. And April 25th, 2014 at 630 at night, I called her and says, I'm now a vegan. Can you um, believe he remembers the moment? Health. You know, at that time. Because we didn't know that we were going to be a couple. Right. He just, but he remembers the moment. I love that. <laughs> and that's fantastic. That's a, that's a big step. I mean, the way I ate and everything, it's like, was that was a major step. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And uh, to be honest with you, I had feelings for her. And I figured, okay, if I was to become vegan, maybe I would have a chance, you know, to be in her life. And here we are, what, seven years later, and we are that couple. And now, you know, it, you know, it did make a difference because I do have this animal compassion piece that's really deep inside me. Mm -hmm. 
And so the fact that he was telling me he wasn't going to ever cause animals to suffer for his food was very important to me because it's like a strong value that I do feel inside. I know not everybody there with that, you know, and I don't really try to convince people on that. It, I think that's a very hard one to convince people. You know, I will share the knowledge about how animals suffer, um, but I talk more about health because I think that's an easier one, you know, to help people with, especially older people. I just want to show you, you can see that the mushrooms have cooked down quite a bit, almost halfway down the pot. So I'm going to go ahead now and add the rest of my ingredients that I'm going to have at this point, which is the liquid broth, the vegetable broth. Is that the six quart instant pot you're using or the eight quart? Six quart, yeah. Six quart. We actually have two of them. We both, have three. Both six. We oh, have three. three. Oh, we have three. three. <laughs> <laughs> my barley, like I said, is already cooked. My two bay leaves. Now, we, you know, in the recipe we gave you, uh, Chef AJ, just to tell everybody, we forgot me. to write down that we to take out the bay leaves when you're going to serve it. Yeah. So just reminding if everybody. Can, if you can take find them, the take them leaves. out. The, the one cup of the broth from soaking the porcinis. Gonna mix that up. Put the lid on. Make sure your vent is closed. We're gonna push bean and chili. I mean, uh, soup. soup, I'm sorry. Oh, something with the lid. Okay, well, it was a moment ago. What? Well, honey, you showed on a second ago when you moved it like that. I don't think it was left. Oh, no. My goodness. See, this is why we have three hands in pot. Oh, oh, just always put it at 11 o'clock. Hey guys, don't forget, come back at 1.30 p.m. today for another show on the first Tuesday of every month. We do Tuesdays with Thomas. It's normally at one, but it's going to be at 1.30 p.m. today. So I apologize if the notifications aren't working for you. Another one work? It's not gonna be hot though, right? I'm trying to change, we don't know. This is an on-camera <laughs> situation. Something's weird with the Instant Pot over there. We don't know why. I remember somebody had a problem on, on a, a cruise ship with their with, with their, their food processor. Oh my god, that, that it, it's so it is hard. It's hard using somebody else's ingredient, especially if you haven't practiced. And it only it's like it only happens when you're on camera too. Like you know, it, it always works when you're not being filmed. I'm trying to get that out of the way. Just relax. <laughs> We had trouble getting on Zoom with Chef AJ, and now we've got this issue. I don't know why. Who knows? They say you can always blame it on Mercury if it's in retrograde. I don't know. It'll work out. Don't worry. I want to tell you, Chef AJ, we were on the holistic holiday of Sea Cruise two times when okay. you were there. And uh, soup. <clears throat> we're going to push soup, set it for five minutes. <laughs> make, like I said, make sure your vent is closed and not open. So, this takes about 10 minutes to power up and get hot. Then it takes five minutes to cook and then I'll have a five minute cook down or simmer down and then I'll let the steam out. It'll probably be quite a bit, but I'll show you how to do that in a minute. Okay. Okay, <laughs> we got it going. Yes. <laughs> so to continue, let's see. So we were just kind of in his story. And uh, so, you know oh. what you didn't tell them about when oh. you invited me over for lunch? Okay, so he yeah. became a vegan and then soon after he invited me for lunch. And so I invited her for lunch one day and I went to the store and because I figured she was vegan and that she didn't eat animals, I figured that there would be residue on the pans that I had in my home. So I went and bought brand new pans to cook the lunch for her that I was gonna make what a guy so. <laughs> and I didn't ask him I mean I was actually happy about that and delighted but I didn't ask him so it was so sweet and of course the lunch was great because he was a good cook I mean I was amazed because I knew he didn't eat that way but he made me a wonderful lunch and, and, and since April 25th like I said 2014 I have not eaten an animal product unless somebody slipped it into a potluck dish that I didn't know about but 
And so, and one of the great benefits he got, you when he went plant-based, with oh, yeah, your I used, hands, I used right? to have real bad arthritis. I would, when I'd write or even, I'd wake up in the morning and my hands would drop. I would like, oh my goodness, why would they hurt all the time? <clears throat> I gave up the dairy. I gave up the chocolate. I used to eat a half a pound of chocolate at night watching the news at 10 o'clock before I'd go to sleep, you know? So I gave up all of that and all of a sudden, when I gave up the animal stuff, the milk and the cheese and all that, that arthritis started going away. And to this day, it, my hands feel fine. You know, I had a little carpal tunnel a while back, but other than that, that is gone. And it, I mean, to me, that's amazing. You know, it's like, I wish my mom would have known that because my mom had, her hands were just all just twisted up and bad because of the way she ate, you know? So yeah, th that was one of the main benefits. And now, it's like I, like she said the other little while ago, I rode 25.30 miles on my bike the other day here in Orlando Valley and a lot of elevation climb and change. And That's a little summer of Tucson. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so. <laughs> anyway, let's just go back to our little story because it's kind of cute. So oh. after he became a vegan, uh, sometime later, we became a couple. So his wish came true. And then about a year after we had become a couple, we were one day just sitting on the couch in our living room talking and I said to Georgie, you know, Georgie, I am just so happy that you became a vegan for me. And I said, well, you know, Denise, we are a happy vegan couple, you know, and there with the little light bulbs on the head, the ideas. That, like, that phrase, happy vegan couple that he came out of his mouth. I was like, that's a cute phrase. Happy vegan couple. So, so immediately we went, I went and looked to see, is there a happy vegan couple on the internet? And there wasn't. There were some close names, but nobody yeah. like that. So we figured that's what it's going to be. We're going to share us and our life and cooking and education. Okay, combine our skills together, right? I love to teach. He loves to cook. And that's kind of like what we did. And, uh, so we started out, we, we made that YouTube channel and the Facebook page. And then the really one of the first things we did is actually, oh, no. we brought people to our home and we actually made, created a little thing called the Happy Vegan Couple yeah. House Party. And we had about seven or eight people, just a small group because we wanted them to fit around our kitchen table. And so they came and like first we had them in our living room and I started out, I gave them like a little quiz to kind of, talk about some, you know, nutrition issues with food. Of course, it wasn't graded. And then I had a, a success story, a different one for everybody who came. So they could like read that and go, wow, look what happened to that person when they transitioned to plant-based eating. And then I actually did a little slideshow. In the beginning days, I, I, I actually did spend time talking about the three great reasons to go plant-based, of course, optimal health. And for people who, who uh, don't know this, let me just share this. If you care about climate change, if you're an environmentalist, oh my gosh, you, you want to support whole food plant-based eating because animal agriculture is horrible for climate change. And it's also horrible for our finite resources on our planet of land and water. So inefficient to use that for breeding animals and their food for animals. You know, it should just be food for people, water for people right, for irrigating our plant-based crops that can go right into our bodies. And then, of course, the last reason is compassion of animals. So I would do a little talk about that. And then we brought them into our kitchen. They sat around our kitchen table, and Georgie did a cooking demo. And after the cooking demo, they all ate because we already had other dishes prepared. We had a little buffet on our side counter. We fed them a nice meal. And, yeah, and then while they were eating, I talked some more. I just love to teach, right? It's hard to shut me up, really, when I get on something I'm passionate about. So then we had them sit there, and I talked to them about how to eat this way, right? What do you want to pay attention to? You know, how many of the foods, you know, and all the great resources. I'm sure Dr. Greger, you know, and, and, and PCRM. Of course, our Kickstarter is so great for anybody who wants to, you know, there's just so many great resources out there. So we did that for a couple of months, and, uh, and then we just, you know, tried to move on. And that's when I started thinking, where could I teach, like, a longer course? And I realized... I could do it with this program that's called the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, OLLI, because I actually taught some other courses there 
once I had moved to Tucson. I am from Chicago. I lived there my whole life until uh, 2013 when I started living full-time in Tucson. And so <clears throat> I had taught a few OLLI courses on other things. And I said, let me make a proposal for them. And so they accepted it. And you know, my first class was only like uh, five sessions. And now I'm at 12. Why? Because I'm constantly learning. And just like when I walk, I listen to podcasts. And that's where I found uh, Dr. Marcus's podcast, Healthy Human Revolution. There's so many great things. And I realized if I'm going to want to help people really transition from what they used to do all their life to something new, five weeks is not enough. And now I feel like with 12 weeks, two hours at a time, you know, we're really helping people. We're sharing so much knowledge with them. And when we're live in front of people, you know, like pre before COVID, we were teaching a class and it got interrupted. But that class, which was, um, that was a 10-week class. Georgie was bringing food every single week to the class because we finally realized, you know what, we got to get people to eat this food. Prior to that, like Georgie would do like maybe just one or two cooking demos with a class we did for several weeks, you know, so they only were tasting the food once or twice. But then we said every week we're going to bring food. We're not going to do cooking demos every week, but we'll bring the food. And that really made a difference. You know, when our class got closed down, several people were really upset, you know, that they couldn't finish out. So anyways, now we're doing it by Zoom and they can't taste the food. But, you know, we're always talking about it and we're showing them some of the cooking videos of us and others, you know, so they, they can at least get a sense of it and know where to go you know, for all that food. You know, with the, with the food is if you only have one vegan meal, yeah, if it's not great, you're not gonna be impressed. But if you serve people five or six or eight, 10 different dishes once a week, it and they're, some of them are explosive tastes and they have the good tastes and everything, they're gonna, they're gonna think about that a lot more, you know, so. Yeah, so anyways, we just love to do that. And then finally, you know, after we started teaching, uh, we got some offers to speak at festivals. And so when we went to speak in Scottsdale, Arizona, a few years ago, I said, you know what, I should have something besides our speech. So I actually created a little book. I want to show it to you. You're actually in my little book, Chef AJ. So we created a little book a couple of years ago. It's actually a little, I call it a, a guidebook. It's mostly pictures of the food we eat. And then on our YouTube channel, we have cooking videos for a lot of those pictures that are in here. So it's not really a recipe book. We have a couple little recipes in here, like with date syrup, cashew cheese, and I think maybe the, the nice cream, you know, out of frozen bananas. But all the other recipes are on the YouTube channel. But the rest of it are the tips that you want to keep in mind when you're eating this way. And so this is a great little book for new people who don't know all the knowledge yet. And you're, like I said, you're in here, Chef AJ. I, I wasn't able to get your picture in. But you but, have half a page. No, but she, no, she's got a full page. Because oh, basically page. this whole page is about <laughs> Chef AJ. It says, um, you need to lose some excess weight. Try these strategies to accelerate your weight loss. And then I give several of your tips and I say, follow Chef AJ for this protocol that I have your website. And guess who you're next to? On the next page, Dr. Eselson. Right? Oh, that's great. Thank you. Because he, he he worked forward to my book. Hey, people are asking, could you do the recipe for the soup in the rice cooker or in a slow cooker? And they want to know if you guys drink coffee. Sure, you can put it in a slow cooker. The only reason I'm using the Instapot today is just to show everybody the use of an Instapot, a slow cooker. I would, you know, put it in there just like you would anything else for six hours, eight hours until you come home. It would be fine. And just add your spinach, which I'm going to do the last step when you come home because you just want to wilt the spinach. The rest can sit in there and simmer and even get more of a, more of a flavor. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I do drink coffee. And so do I. Coffee. We drink it in the morning. Um, I don't worry about it. I've actually recently seen a lot of some of the doctors in the plant-based community talk about that some of the studies show that coffee actually can be helpful uh, rather than a detriment. So we're not coffee addicts. You know, if we were, that would be a different issue. Of course, we don't put any added sugar or dairy in our coffee. Georgie drinks his black. I drink mine with um, some little bit of soy milk. This is what we drink. 
This is Sumatra from Trader Joe's. It's all organic. And it's fair, fair trade, because those are important so, values of mine, too, to and support that. Fresh, and it, you know, it's got a nice, rich flavor, so yeah. So I just wanted to show, just in case there's anybody watching who, who's new at this and could find a book like this helpful, just to kind of give you an idea of what it looks like. So like those are pictures of our food. And then when there's not a picture, it's a tip about what to do. So like on this one, I talk about um, gluten because a lot of people are afraid of gluten that don't need to be. And even like some of our doctors talk about now, if some of you might know Team Sharzai, Aisha and Dean Sharzai, the neurologist, scientist, you know, working to help people prevent uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. And they even did a little video about gluten saying, you know, it's really only about 10% of the population okay. that real, might have an issue with that. Real quick, I just got to pressure. Now we have five minutes to cook, then we'll have a five minute uh, cool down and then I'll release the pressure and we should be done. So. Five minutes, it's done. You know what I'm wondering, Georgie? If, if somebody was doing it in a slow cooker, maybe the barley could be raw because after eight hours, wouldn't it well, have yeah, to? It, it could be raw, put the barley in raw or put it in at the end if you pre-cooked it. Yeah, either way. Oh yeah, because it's going to be in there for six to eight hours in a slow cooker. It would be perfect. It would probably even be uh, a lot larger than you would cooking it in the Instapot. Right. And Randy wants to know if you guys drink wine. People love to know the personal habits of all the guests. We, we don't drink any alcohol at all. And, you know, the uh, he used to before you know he got with me. I was really never an alcohol lover, to be honest. I mean, the most that I ever liked was like the, you know, the uh, the Kahlua or the Baileys in the coffee with the whipped cream, you know, back in the day when I was a vegetarian. You know, but there's a lot of, you know, knowledge out there in the scientific literature that all alcohol will promote cancer. You know, they talk about it being, you know, about the dose, you know, how much you have is, uh, affects your risk. But, you know, I, I don't want any reason for that. You know, it's just, I don't. I, I, I do cook with wines, white wines and red wines once in a while for, that, uh, for some mushrooms or something some kind of a gravy, I will add that to some of the soups because it does add quite a bit of flavor and it cooks away the alcohol content as you're cooking it. So that's where I would use alcohol. Uh, we, but so, we don't consume it otherwise. Right, right. Yeah, even when we've had, you know, uh, potlucks here, we've actually done hosted a bunch of whole food plant-based potlucks here. Uh, sometimes even students from the classes we teach. Uh, and, you know, somebody might bring a bottle of wine and uh, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't you know. abide with that, that. We just let them have it. Yeah. You know, I wanted to just mention something else about Team Sharjah, as long as I brought them up. Because I was talking earlier to you about, you know, how I was so affected by learning about that heart disease could be prevented, you know, and that made such an impact on me thinking about my, my father's health. Well, we had some other horrible health conditions with my parents besides my father's heart disease. He also had advanced Parkinson's by the time he died. And my mother throughout her life had terrible osteoarthritis, you know, with a, several surgeries with the knees and stuff. But the worst thing that happened, the most horrific thing that happened is my mother developed dementia. And she actually was lying in a bed full time for 15 years with dementia. And so uh, what have I learned, you know, since I watched Forks Over Nice, Team Sharjah, everything they talk about to prevent Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia or cognitive decline, you need to practice these healthy lifestyle principles and they promote whole food plant-based eating is the best way to protect your brain. And so now I think about that as well. Maybe my father wouldn't have had Parkinson's. Maybe my mother would not have been in a bed full time for 15 years. Can you imagine how horrific that is to watch them for such a length of time? I mean, not only is the person you know and love, you don't get to communicate with them anymore and have them like they're supposed to be, but then they're just lying there. You see them not have any quality of life. And then who's taking care of them? You know, I was privileged because my father had saved some money. And so we used his money 
to pay for full-time caregivers for my mother. But I know many people, you know, we're not as fortunate as I in that situation. And, and they're taking, you know, the, 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 that responsibility. And it's a huge responsibility. And it will really detract, you know, from your own life about what you want to do, you know, your dreams and hopes. So again, how can I not want to teach this knowledge when I see all these diseases that my parents had and all the emotion that that created and know that maybe good chance it could have been prevented. You know, that just really motivates me to share all this knowledge. And the thing is, I don't have anything of my parents, right? I told you I'm six, almost 70 years old. I have no arthritis. I have no Parkinson's. I have no heart disease, no dementia. I'm on no medication. I mean, me that just seems to prove the point, right? I mean, I know there's outliers, some people who smoke forever and they're still okay, but we know the overall statistics show that, you know, 80% of this disease can be prevented. Okay, it's been five minutes, the soup is cooked. We're gonna wait another five minutes just to shut it. I'm gonna go ahead and hit cancel. It's gonna start. What? I see something on your counter that's really pretty that's like rainbow. What is that? The napkin. Oh, it's so pretty, though. Oh. Well, you should see. Well, I guess you couldn't probably, if I opened up that cabinet, I don't know if you could no, see. No? And okay. by the way, thank you for mentioning the Shares Eyes because they are the guests on Friday's show. And thank oh. you for mentioning that as well, Karen. So a couple of questions. Uh, Jill wants to know, do you avoid eating from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m.? And Dina wants to know if you eat nuts and avocado. Okay, well, yes, we eat nuts and avocado. We, you know... Uh, learn that uh, if you know if you don't have a problem with uh, excess weight, neither of us do. We're at a you know very good body mass index number for us and a good normal weight. Um, so we're okay with eating um, those foods that have the polyunsaturated fats. Um, <clears throat> we don't, of course, overdo it. You know, we don't want to do that, but we do have them in our diet. And what was the other question? Uh, do intermittent fast. Uh, so not, well, not really, but in a way, I mean, we don't plan on it, but honestly, we've kind of been changing our eating habits, I'd say over the last year. Now we eat, this is kind of what we do. Breakfast, we have our oat groats, and we used to eat organic thick rolled oats. About six months ago, actually, we made a new video of our oatmeal bowl, and it was with the rolled oats. But then I was thinking more about you know, the whole oat groats. And I looked to see how, what's the difference in fiber between oat groats and, and rolled oats? And my gosh, the oat groats were almost two times the amount of fiber than the rolled oats. And so again, you want to go for the biggest bang. So I said, Georgie, <clears throat> for our morning oatmeal bowl, we're going to eat oat groats. Okay. I want to show what they look like. Oh my God, those look, I mean, these look incredible. Okay, Denise, grab one and take a crunch. All right, well, let me, can I just let, let it cool off a, okay. a little bit? I'll, I'll take a crunch. I hope everybody be quiet a little bit and we'll see if we can hear me crunch it. I don't know if you, maybe you need a bigger one. Maybe not. I mm. could hear, I could hear the crunch, but <laughs> <laughs> you might not be able to hear it because we're too far from the thing. But they're crunchy. And I like to eat Look it in I Those like are not deep fried in oil. They're just so fresh. And the way I like to actually eat it, I like to dip it in some mustard. I don't know if anybody else would, but that's kind of my way of enjoying them. Uh, I like barbecue sauce on my onion rings. Yeah, so anyways, to let kind of get release, back to let that. Me, let me release the pressure on my Instapot. I cover it with a towel. And then just to be safe because it, it can squirt up quite a bit. Now, if your hand was over that without that towel, it would have burned you. So that's a safety precaution I always do. Even if it doesn't have pressure, I always do that. So to kind of get back to the question, I'm kind of getting to that intermittent fasting question about how we eat. So in the morning, we eat our oak roast and we put in a lot of add-ins, the fruits the flaxseed, amla powder, which is a great antioxidant source as well, um, cinnamon, raisins, apples, blueberries, that's a couple walnuts. And then we also eat a side of beans with our oatmeal. 
So we get some of our legumes in early in the day and I like to put in some leafy greens. Often I'll tell Georgie, I want collards or kale with my beans because those are two good sources of calcium. So again, I'm trying to, where am I gonna get my calcium from, right? Our leafy greens is a great source of that as well. So that's kind of our breakfast. And then, you know, sometime midday, it's kind of often maybe about, we're not real, I, well, I'm not an early riser, he is. I eat my breakfast maybe around 9.30 in the morning. And then like maybe about two o'clock, we eat something else that Georgie's prepared. You know, that's our bigger, bigger meal. And then later in the evening, you know, maybe uh, six o'clock or something is when we're eating light. And then I'm eating my salad. So a nice big raw salad with all kinds of fixings. A couple of times I put in some cooked food, like I like roasted cauliflower. So I'll like warm up my cauliflower that he had already cooked. And then I'll put my salad with that. And, um, and so uh, that's kind of how we do it. So the lighter meals at the end of the evening. So I sometimes am still eating something, maybe some fruit at eight o'clock at night or whatever. A lot of times I might go to bed by 11 o'clock. He goes to bed a little earlier, but he has been um, stopping his eating earlier of late. So again, it's not like we're planned on intermittent fasting, but we're kind of in that direction. Yeah, I usually don't eat something after about six or six thirty at night, maybe a salad before I go to sleep. My pressure's released. There's a little dot or a little silver button that pops up. When it drops, it, show, it tells you that the pressure is gone. So you can open it up, but always make sure that you don't open it up this way. Open it up safe so that the steam is away from your arm. Because you don't want to burn your arm when you're cooking. You know, that can turn off people. Now what I'm <laughs> going to do, I'm going to add my spinach. Stir it up a little bit. All we got to do is wilt this down a little. The onion rings turned out crunchy and nice. Mm, oh my God, they're so good. Oh, oh my God. Need oh, you I guys are making me hungry and that's a very good safety tip, Georgie, to mm. open it away from you. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen people open it up and it's like their arms up here and it's like, you're not gonna wanna cook after that. You know, you know? Team <laughs> Chef AJ, I just wanna say something about Team Shardai. You said they're gonna be on your program. I mean, I love them, but you know, somebody should do a show with them about parenting because if anybody knows anything about their children, they are amazing. They've got young children, I mean, teenagers in college already. Okay. So they, they seem to be such effective Let's parents. See if we can get a shot of everybody. Let's see if you can see the soup there. Wow, um, that looks delicious. Can you see it? Okay. And like I said, the porcini mushrooms give, give, give it a, a smoky flavor. The other mushrooms give it the texture and everything because the porcinis are really small. So you can see that one of the, one of the shiitakes here, it's a good size, it doesn't shrink. Where your criminis shrink up a little bit. So you give it a little taste. Mm. That looks amazing, you guys. Got some good food going on there. Great, healthy recipes for people to eat. Um, like you said, we were talking about people eating junk food vegan. Well, these onion rings are healthy junk food vegan. They're not junk food, they're healthy. So that's the way I look at it. You know, you're not deep frying it. I remember when I used to eat those onion rings, the plate would be full of soaking of oil when you were done eating it, you know? Right, you know, I, again, I don't know if anybody watching is from Chicago, but when I was young, <clears throat> there was a restaurant that I used to go to called Hackney's, and the big draw at Hackney's was this huge plate of onion rings. They were so greasy, though, oil, 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 you know, and I, like, I can't believe I used to eat that and enjoy it, because I couldn't imagine doing that anymore. So these are such a more wonderful alternative to that. I don't know if that place still exists or not. So, so both of these dishes were oil and salt-free and sugar-free. Right, great, great uh, for people following that protocol. Well, so, why wouldn't why wouldn't they when the food looks that delicious? And and you know, JL says they look restaurant quality. Oh, JL, that's so nice. Thank you, so thank you so much. We've attended a couple of uh, one of JL's presentations live when we ended up at one of the same festivals together. So 
Oh, great. Thank you for watching and sharing. And where can people find you and follow you and connect so, with you? Yeah. So the, again, uh, the YouTube channel, you can find us there. And we hope some of you will, or many of you will subscribe and hit that little bell. So when we put new videos out, you'll know about it. Happy find, vegan couple. Right. Find us on Facebook. Um, I also want to give my email out. I, ho I hope it's going to be in the show notes, but just to tell you uh, my email, first two letters of my name, D-E for Denise, and then Rose, like the flower. So D-E Rose at Comcast.net. And here's the thing. If anybody out there is like looking for some help, Georgie and I, we love to do community service. That's really what we feel we do. Most of what we do actually, we don't actually charge for because we just love to share. And, you know, again, with COVID right now and everybody losing their, so many people losing their employment and budgets, you know, so difficult for people. Anybody who wants help, you can contact us and we'll do our best to help you. No problem. You know, maybe you just need, you know, some questions answered. Maybe you need some uh, observations about tweaking your diet to make it more healthy. Maybe you have some questions about the science that you haven't quite understood yet. You know, so we're willing, you can contact us and we'll do our best. And if anybody, you know, wants to do a Zoom class, you know, we'd love to be able to kind of figure that out besides what we do here in Tucson. And I just want to remind people, if you have a great transition story, you know, let us know. We'll, I'll interview you and we'll share it with more people so they can hear about all your wonderful benefits that you've experienced. And again, we're on Facebook as well. So that's it, YouTube, Facebook, and our email. Um, that's the contact information for it. And uh, we've had a lot of fun today. We're just so thankful that you gave us, because we know we're not famous and like some people, and, uh, but we do think we have really good content to share and enthusiasm and, uh, we, know our, and we know our stuff. So we want to share it to more people. Well, thank you guys so much. It was a, such a pleasure meeting you. Your food looks amazing. Thank you for all you do. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back in about an hour and 10 minutes when Thomas Allen of California Balsamic will be doing another wonderful cooking demo. Take care, guys. Thanks Could again. Can we just say one, one last thing? Uh, of just course. Like and the way we do our cooking videos, which is until next time, I'm Denise. And I'm Georgie. And we're the Happy, Happy Vegan, Vegan Couple. couple. Go, Thank you.